A lot of self-hate is because we know we should be moving and going and we're not moving and going because either there's self-hate or self-loathing to some past situation or in the moment our expectations are completely crazy that we need to know everything. That everything has to be the right conditions. When in fact, what you need and what's most important is to get going. You gain self-respect as you gain momentum. You start to care for yourself and your results again when you're getting feedback to see how it's going. Otherwise, you're just in your head. Hey guys, did you know I have another podcast now? It's called Marketing with Brendan Burchard. As you can tell, a lot of the conversation in this last two years have been people just asking me how I started my own brand. And on the Marketing with Brendan Burchard show, it's a brand new podcast, I actually share full hour classes that I've done just teaching marketing to any business owner, to any entrepreneur, not just always in my career, but often I'm sharing what's working for myself, but it's a really great lesson in online marketing today. It's just called Marketing with Brendan Burchard. It's a part of my career that most people don't know because for all these years, I only taught personal development to the public, meaning I never gave away free stuff related to marketing. But now I decided to open up the vaults from the last couple of years and really reveal what the modern and powerful marketing strategies are that has helped me build my business, but also the same strategies I've used to build multiple eight-figure businesses and of course have some legendary exits and investments in unicorn companies. And one of the secret strategies I do to help them build their business is get them to listen to these very recordings that you can access now on the Marketing with Brendan Burchard show. You will be stunned I'm giving away that for you. So could you do me a favor? Go there right now and actually download every single episode. It helps me a lot. And I also think once you listen to one, you'd be like, he should be charging $1,000 for each of these. Again, go to Marketing with Brendan Burchard. It's my brand new podcast. I'm super excited about it. Please go check it out. Marketing with Brendan Burchard podcast. How do I deal with self-hate? Whoa, what a great question, right? Because be honest, how, how many of you have... Ever just, you know you're discouraged because somewhere inside there's something about yourself you don't like, or maybe even you resent or you despise or you're angry about. Anyone ever been there before? You know, and it just kind of gets in the way of your creativity because maybe you've done something or someone said something and you internalize it into such a self-criticism that that self-criticism became recurrent. And that self-criticism got into a loop in such a way you don't like yourself, or maybe something failed. You tried to do something, you looked silly, or you got shamed by it, someone said something mean. And because you're in that space, you can't create in flow. Your spontaneity is no good anymore. Your excitement to do anything is no good anymore. And maybe it never really was fully, because something that happened to you before. And I think that that is something to always um, be working on. You know, I know the opposite people will say, 
is, you know, self-love. It's hard to go from self-hate to self-love in a Zoom call. <laughs> so I encourage you who struggle with this, get some assistance, get a therapist, get a coach. But often what has to happen in that bridge between self-hate and self-love is a big session of forgiveness, a big session of resetting expectations, and a big session of realigning to get yourself into integrity where your words and your actions and your momentum matches the person you want to be. So we'll talk about some of that today because I think that's the bridge. When you need to go from self-hate to self-love, we've got to get in a place of forgiveness, resetting some expectations and realigning to some integrity. And until we do that, I think it's hard to be in that state of personal freedom where you really can give and serve at your best. And I don't say that in a preachy way. I think that's a hard journey. And we've all been there. Sometimes it's, you know, big things and sometimes it's little things. I think of like big moments in my life where I held, had self-hate was because somebody did something to me and it made me feel like I was less valuable. I wasn't lovable. I wasn't worthwhile. For me, many of you know that origin story in my own personal development journey was my high school sweetheart cheated on me. And when that happened, I didn't have the emotional tools to deal with that. So not only did I feel ex just like major hurt and anger towards this person, but inside that made me value myself in a certain way. It made me devalue myself. I didn't feel worthy of love. I didn't feel like I was enough because she chose somebody else. I didn't feel like I could trust my mind and my body and my heart anymore because how could I have given this person so much? Was I a fool? Was my judgment bad? Was I a moron for letting somebody have that much control of my heart for trusting somebody like that? Who's ever been there before? You start questioning yourself like that. And then you devalue yourself. And you hear me say the phrase all the time. And I know it's, if you've been in my audience for a long time, you know I always go back to this phrase, but it's so true. When that relationship fell apart, I fell apart. I, my identity. I started a, a, a rumination time period of my life where it was a lot of self-loathing. And what did I have to do? Well, just like anyone going through other situations, other major things that happened in my life, I had a, a principal in when I was maybe kindergarten or something like that, kindergarten or first grade, where I grew up, they could still paddle kids, right? And they had a board for that. Like you would go to the principal's office if you got in trouble and they had a board and they'd smack you with the board. I don't know if any of you grew up around that, uh, but that was like a real thing when I grew up. and that principal took a lot of pleasure about beating kids and was excessively violent. And I thought, of course, you devalue yourself, right? I'm not worthy of respect. I'm not worthy of compassion and care. I'm not worthy of even forgiveness to forgive me for the dumb thing I did, that it, whatever it is that got me in trouble, right? So sometimes others can really cause that devaluation of self. And sometimes 
We devalue ourselves because of our own actions. We did something that was wrong. And it can be simple things, especially in our industry. Listen, I, I mean, I know this sounds very heavy, but I'll come back to those that bridge to get us there on those other topics. But even I remember, I don't know, a couple of months ago, one of the topics we were teaching was about relationships. And so, you know, I studied the research. I think about my life. I do a full two-hour seminar on relationships. I don't know. It wasn't the same day. It was like a day or two later. I'm in my house and I get irritable about something. And I spark at my wife, you know, uh, meaning I, I like get irritated with her. And I, I just say something in a tone that's mean, right? Some of you mean might be condescending. Some of you mean might be, you know, flippant. Some, like I just said something just like kind of angry and irritated. Immediately regretted it and thought in my head, oh my God, I just taught a relationship workshop. I'm a jerk. I'm not in integrity with what I just said. And think about how many times you knew something, you thought something, you teach something, and you didn't do it. Right? You told a friend to go get healthy. And you're mowing down another bowl of popcorn, another bottle of wine and pizza, right? You told somebody to put up that website. And here you are two weeks later, you ain't put up your website, right? All the lack of congruences that can happen when you're a teacher or a mentor. You can get hard on yourself about that without realizing and remembering you're not perfect. You're human. You have to forgive yourself for your own indiscretions, for your own sins, for the own things that you do. And you have to forgive others. I really believe that when there is self-hate, that we have to start somewhere with forgiveness. It doesn't mean we approve it. It just means we're deciding to let go of its emotional talons in us. We're not going to carry it anymore. That however we felt made sense. That was the feeling. I'm not taking that away. What I'm saying is now, today, as conscious adults who want to move in a new direction, let's make that decision not to carry that around and hate ourselves. Because if we hate ourselves, we cannot fully express ourselves. If we cannot fully express ourselves, there's no way we will find a larger and larger audience. We can't scale it. The audience will feel that we're still trapped there. And just as you don't trust yourself because of self-hate, they'll pick up on something. It's hard to trust you. Your job is to find your emotional freedom. When you find emotional freedom, your audience grows. They trust you more. They want to watch you. They want to be with you. Oprah would have never become Oprah if she was self-loathing the entire 25 years. She had to find her own love. She had to go on her own journey. So do you. So start with forgiveness. And I'll tell you what, if somebody did something to you, it sounds so crazy to say to forgive them. But part of maturity will be doing that. It doesn't mean you need to call them and forgive them. It means you need to recognize that they're human and they made a tragic and a terrible mistake. And they were tragically and terribly conditioned or trained or hurt along the way that they would hurt someone else because hurt people hurt people. And there's probably a chain there somewhere that you might not be aware of that goes back that caused their actions or mental trauma or disorder that caused their actions. And it doesn't mean to make it right. It just means that today, forgiveness means you're going to forgive that connection between you and that person. So you can be free today. You don't have to forgive even the action. You don't have to forgive their intentions. Because maybe they were bad. 
But the thing, the string that's holding your story and their story today, cut that with forgiveness. That string that is holding your story and their story, that past, you got to cut that string and find your own emotional freedom by forgiving the situation even. Because sometimes you already forgave the person, but you still hate yourself. You should have done something. You should call somebody. You should have taken this other action. You're still mad at yourself for not reacting differently in another time zone of life in the past. You got to forgive yourself. Some people have forgiven the people who are mean to them. They forgive their parents, but they still haven't forgiven their own selves. Still got to clip that story. You got to forgive that connection. Not forget. What happened happened. One of the greatest things I ever did, if you ever been to my seminars, maybe hear the end of the story. I don't always tell it. But that person who cheated on me and broke my heart, I called her and forgave her. Because I knew if I didn't, I would carry that forever. I was so angry. So I called her and had a beautiful phone call of apologizing for my own actions. Because when we broke up, I wasn't a saint either. When we broke up, I was mean. I was like, you did this and you did that. That means you're this. And I name called and was angry, you know, did all things. Anyone ever done that before? You're mad at them, so you become a lesser person in acting out towards them. I had done that, so I'd apologize too. End of the call, I was emotionally free since that day. I could tell the story of her cheating on me to millions of people, and I have, without ever naming her, without ever defaming her, without ever being mean, as I described it, just describing it from my first-person perspective, not blaming her for it not pretending I was perfect, tell the story in an honoring, respectful way for 15 years to millions and millions of people because there's no emotional tie to it anymore. I forgave her. I forgave myself. Some of you, you've forgiven yourself. You've forgiven the person, but you haven't forgiven the situation or you haven't forgiven God. And until you do a little of that work, it's hard to find your emotional freedom. And so I know everyone wants me to say, Brendan, teach about building a website and a funnel. I'm like, yeah, but if we could also get you to emotional freedom, we've achieved something more unique, something more powerful. Websites will change. Technology will change. But what's most important is that you change. You find a good place again. You learn not to be so hard on yourself. You forgive past situations. Hey, it's Brandon. I'm jumping in here to tell you about another show on the Growth Day Podcast Network. Yes, both of my shows are on the Growth Day Podcast Network. My show, Motivation with Brandon Burchard and Marketing with Brandon Burchard. Those two shows are sponsored by the Growth Day Podcast Network. But we have four other incredible shows that we have launched with. The first show is Straight Up with Trent Shelton. Trent is just an incredible motivational speaker. If you've never seen this guy on stage or listened to his podcast, go subscribe to Straight Up with Trent Shelton. He's got over 12 million fans online. Why? Because he just brings the fire. He's so incredibly passionate. He's so knowledgeable about the struggles we have with our mental health, with our relationships, 
Um, and like I said, he's just absolutely a beast on stage. When you see Trent bring it, it's so incredible. Well, his podcast is a reflection of that. I mean, Trent's one of those guys charging 50 or $100,000 per keynote talk, and you can go access his podcast for free. That absolutely blows my mind. That's why I love podcasting. So go just subscribe to Straight Up with Trent Shelton. It's an incredible show that will keep you inspired. You'll hear about his real life struggles as he's trying to deal with his health. You know, being a former NFL player, an athlete, when he gets injured, or how he's trying to build his business, or how he's trying to maintain positive relationship in his life where as a creator, you know, so many people are judgmental. He's an incredible force in this world, a great friend, and somebody I know you'll learn a lot from. I just love his episodes. So go to Straight Up with Trent Shelton and subscribe today. Hey gang, it's Brendan. I'm gonna change gears real quick and talk about another show here on the Growth Day Podcast Network, Lori Harder. Her show is called Earn Your Happy. This is a monster podcast if you've never heard of it before. Earn Your Happy is all about Lori talking with people and sharing her own journey of being an entrepreneur and trying to find happiness in life. And I love her phrase, earn your happy. You know, if you've ever heard me tell my car accident story, I felt like at that moment, I got life's golden ticket, that second chance, but I also felt like this, this feeling that I had to earn it, to earn that second chance. So when I got to know Lori, and she told me her show was called Earn Your Happy, I was like, ah, oh, it's one of my favorite words in the English language, earn to earn the gifts we've been given, to earn the life that we want, to work for it, to strive for it. I just love it. And Lori is like listening to her episodes. I told her the other day, I was like, it's kind of like listening to a best friend talk about you know their ambitions and what they're trying to do. And she's such a great interviewer as well, by the way, that I think you're gonna get new perspectives about life. You'll laugh a lot, you'll be motivated, and you'll learn from somebody who's out there actually doing the work, building a great business and life and family. Go subscribe to Lori Harder's podcast. It's called Earn Your Happy. You can subscribe anywhere you're listening, including right now on this platform. So please go subscribe to Lori Harder's Earn Your Happy podcast. The other piece is about expectations, forgiveness, and then expectations. Some of you are still stuck in a perfectionist mindset because you were rewarded from it, but your perfectionism is driving you into burnout. Your perfectionism is the reason you haven't started anything. Your perfectionism is your favorite excuse because perfectionism, that's an A-grade quality of excuse, isn't it? Oh, you don't understand. I haven't done anything yet because I'm a perfectionist. I care so much about excellence. I haven't started. <laughs> we, we get very high-minded and fancy. I would say fancy, very fancy, smart, articulate, cynical people are so good about blaming their lack of progress on perfectionism. Because, boy, you can respect me if I'm a perfectionist, can't you? And so perfectionism is the great grade A ego coming into play. 
labeling yourself or labeling your intention to be so perfect is the reason you haven't started without acknowledging that maybe your expectations are off and maybe you're scared. That where there's perfectionism, there's usually a lot of fear of being vulnerable, of being seen starting small, of being seen pivoting to a new thing you ain't never done before. When they know you for this other thing over here, who, who am I? What are they going to think of me? Well, I guess I won't do it because perfectionism matters to me. And perfectionism is often a thing of expectation and poor definition. Perfectionism, if you get down to the root of the word, to perfect. Well, if you were actually a perfectionist, you would have looked it up what to perfect means in the dictionary. <laughs> that would be real perfectionism. And you would be suddenly shocked to realize that to perfect something is a verb. And that to perfect, you cannot actually perfect anything until you have first released it. You must do the thing first and then work on it to perfect it. And so if you're a perfectionist and you actually haven't put the thing out there and been working on it, you're not a perfectionist, you're a liar. And soon as you can go, oh, whoa, I can't blame, because a perfect that's a definition problem, isn't it? If to perfect requires you to let it go and be working on it in an iterative process, well, you can't iterate until you put the first one out. <laughs> so don't fool yourself. Change your expectations and make those expectations one of the learning mindset. Oh, make your expectations the scientific process. Oh, until I start it, I can't make it better. Until I'm in motion, I can't gain momentum. You got to move. You got to get going. A lot of self-hate is because we know we should be moving and going, and we're not moving and going because either there's self hate or self-loathing to some past situation, or in the moment, our expectations are completely crazy, that we need to know everything, that everything has to be right conditions. When in fact, what you need and what's most important is to get going. You gain self-respect as you gain momentum. You start to care for yourself and your results again when you're getting feedback to see how it's going. Otherwise, you're just in your head. And the more you're in your head about it, wondering why you don't, the more you ruminate about things, the more you just drill yourself right in the ground with judgment. When the beauty thing is, once you actually release something and start doing it, you start noticing there's no judgment. It's crickets out there, people. When you first start something, you're like, no one's listening. And then you realize, yeah, and they're not judging either. You're just starting. And then you get hundreds of people on something and they're all saying nice things. Thank you for doing this. Appreciate your time. And you get this external feedback that's very different than what's in your head. I'll give an example. Most people who go to write a book, they're terrified of getting bad reviews and bad stars. And, and I can share with you that the data is pretty clear that for every bad review, there's usually 10 fairly neutral or positive reviews. It's usually a 10 to one situation. That's more positive, but we're terrified everyone's going to hate us. And if you're still terrified everyone's going to hate you, you really need to leave your house more and talk with more people. 
once you leave your house and you talk to more people, you realize everyone kind of lets you do your own thing. Go to a cafe tonight, a restaurant tomorrow. Most people there, they're not even going to look at you. They're not going to bother you. They're in their own head, doing their own thing, eating their own omelets. They don't care what you ordered. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, people? They're letting you have your omelet. They don't care. You're so worried about what your thing is going to be. They don't care. They're eating their own omelet. What are you worried about? Get in motion. Your expectations that everyone has to approve or appreciate or reward, support you. They don't care. Who cares? You, your soul, your integrity. Are you expressing yourself? Are you following your path? That's who cares. Have the expectation that each day you're going to do your best and you're going to learn. Have the expectation each day you're going to try and it's going to be a hot mess, but you're going to try your best. You're going to bring a good attitude to it. I think that's an unfair advantage I've had. Every day, I don't expect I have to get it all done. I don't have to do everything. I don't have to talk to everybody. I don't have to nail it. What I have to do every day is show up, follow my path, have a good attitude, do what I told myself I was going to do that day. Maybe I can't get to all of it, but usually my expectations are pretty small for myself each day. Brendan, focus today, bring some energy today, do three things today. If you want a longer list, I'm sorry, I ain't got one. It's pretty simple. My expectations for myself, show up, bring some joy, do your best. Come on, let's go, kid. Every day. Now, if I added 100 more expectations, of course, at the end of the day, I'd be disappointed in myself, wouldn't I? I didn't build the entire campaign and funnel in one day? Jerk, you suck. Some of you are mad that you haven't built a multi-million dollar business this month. Chill out. Get some realistic expectations. You might have a family or kids, and they like food. It takes time to give them food. There's real time involvement. Some of you... Forget, you have to pay taxes. That takes time. It takes time to write the emails, build the content. You got to not expect that you can do everything in a day or a month. There, How many of you have a sheet of books you want to write one day? Just a whole sheet. I was with a friend recently, and we were comparing our spreadsheets. We both have you know, a sheet of books we're going to write. And it was so interesting listening to how she talked about it. She was so mad at herself that she hasn't written those books yet. And I was so excited to find the time to start writing the next one someday. Similar length in lists, completely different attitude. She hates herself. She hasn't written more of them. I'm super pumped to start writing one of them. Different attitude, same list, same idea. So, Sometimes your expectations are leading you to hate yourself because every day you finish the day disappointed you didn't do it all. Who resonated with what I just said? Sometimes you hate yourself and you're not getting momentum and expressing yourself because you've had so many days you didn't do all the things. You finished the day disappointed in yourself so many times because your expectations were unrealistic. You got all these other things to do. That's why I always come back to the research. High performers only spend 60% of their week on needle-moving activities. The other 40%, admin, team meetings, dumb stuff, 
life, lunch, doing stuff that you just have to do. So don't think the high performers are 100% on complete and amazing all day. Really, they're 60% of the day, they're fairly focused getting, you know, the major projects, working on those. But there's 40% of the day, they got to take the dumb calls. They got to reply. They got to help their kids with stuff. So please recalibrate your expectations if you find that you're not expressing yourself well or starting. And then I would say the last piece of this bridge, self-hate to self-love, start with forgiveness, you, others, situation, God, expectations, stop trying to be a perfectionist, be realistic in your expectations, don't try to be perfect, remember you're human. And then last now is integrity. Realigning your life to what matters to you. And if you say you're going to do it, show up on more days and do it. I'm going to write a book. Show up on more days and actually write. Because your mind and your body and your soul, they do keep score. And if your scorecard sucks from the past year or two years or three years, okay. What's cool about golf is every time you go on a new round, they give you a new scorecard. Well, you got a new scorecard today. What's the next round going to look like? So what if your scorecard sucked the last year or two or three? Well, Brendan, I've been not as good because I had a kid or I went through COVID or I had this thing or the government did that. It's like, okay, it's a new day. Realign and honor your word. If you say you're going to do it, do it. If you say you're going to do it, do it. Do that over and over and over and over again. Forgive yourself along the way. Have realist, realistic expectations. And one day, you start to like yourself. You really start to like yourself. You're not carrying emotional baggage anymore. Your mind is clear on just a few things you're going to do each day. You say you're going to do them, you do them. And all of a sudden, you start taking some pride and joy in your days. And all of a sudden, integrity comes back in. And self-care comes back in. And respect comes back in. And now you can express yourself. And if I may, and this would be the challenging thing, I wasn't talking to the person, I would just coach them and I'd suggest the same to each of you. If you really want to care for yourself and have some self-love, get yourself back in that selfless service mode. Sometimes the reason we have self-hate is because we've been selfish for too long. We've been selfish in the way that we live our life. Even if we're service to other people, you know, we take care of our family and stuff. Some people, they're being a martyr. And that's their way of being a selfish person. Some people, it's all about their own wealth. Some people, it's about their own comfort. Some people, you know, never read some spiritual texts that all say the same thing. It comes back to service to others to putting goodness into the world. If, you know, I could wrap this whole metaphor of the self-hate to self-love and there's forgiveness and, and expectations and there is alignment to integrity, I'd put a big circle around it and just call it service or selfless service. Do something for other people. The more you do stuff for other people, and it's genuine, and you're engaged in it, you're excited about it, you can draw some fulfillment from it, that self-respect and self-love comes in as well. 
because you realize you're put on this earth to be a force of love and compassion and care for others. And when all these things start to come true for you, you can take joy in yourself. Yourself and your soul comes to light. And now you want to express yourself. You want to do things for others. You have more motivation to build the page or film the podcast or shoot the video or do the Zoom because you're, you're unlocked. You got emotional freedom and the intention to serve. And if I could share, that's why I think the people you saw on Influencer Summit are so amazing. Or if you've seen on social media recently, all the people that I've been you know, mentoring or bringing out in the masterminds, it, it really does come out to be that there are amazing people putting goodness in the world and they've unlocked themselves to serve. And so if there is any part of you that you're like, man, I have been in self-loathing recently, or I have been hard on myself, or I do hate or despise or resent a certain part of my life, maybe listen to this one 10 times on repeat. Maybe go talk to a therapist or a coach on this topic. Maybe do a deep dive journal activity on it for a couple of days. Maybe even teach on the topic to sound out how you would deal with it. Because I'm here to say you are absolutely worthy of love. You are absolutely worthy of being on this planet. You are absolutely capable of way more than you can possibly imagine. And you absolutely do deserve to cut off those old emotional baggages and connections and stories that no longer serve you at this age and this stage of your life. Hey, it's Brendan, and I wanna tell you about Circle and how powerful it is if you're trying to build your online community outside of Facebook groups. You know, I had this problem a couple of years ago where I just started noticing when I was running a Facebook group, um, really Facebook was incentivized to kind of steal my customer and steal my audience. So they recommend other things I didn't like, or honestly, my members were losing my posts in the feed. I didn't really have the information or the data about the people in the group that I wanted. It was hard to actually communicate with them offline, out of the group. And most importantly, it was hard to sell stuff and have an actual business from it without driving them to other places. And then came along Circle. And it's just at the website circle.so. So just go to circle.so. And you can see that they have built this incredible platform that allows you to host a community, go live in that community, and really segment the community into these different spaces where you can give people access to different levels of content or community, which I absolutely love. Because, you know, in my businesses, I've got new people coming in. I've got paying members coming in. I've got all these different products or courses or programs. And, and they've always had these different logins. They've been all over the place. Now, with Circle, it's in one place. My community can meet there. They can post. I can post. We can use like multimedia posts as well. They can post video or audio, so can I. I can organize things, all of my content in very unique places and grant access to only some people. And of course, I can have my team in there moderating the whole community with me. Everybody needs this. Everyone's trying to build their community, but they struggle 
Like what system or what tools do you need to use or have? Trust me, building it out on your own, not an option. Too expensive, too time consuming. So go to circle.so and check it out. If you're trying to build a community and really maintain control of that community and do a great job serving them and building a business from it, go to circle.so. Hey, it's Brendan from the studio here. I wanna jump in one more time and tell you about one of our partners, and that is Kajabi. If you've ever seen any of my marketing online or you have gotten an email from me, or you've just admired kind of what we built by selling you know, 20 plus blockbuster online courses, or where I go live in my membership areas, or how I accept money online, now well over $100 million over the years. How do I do all that? I've always used Kajabi. It's spelled K-A-J-A-B-I. And Kajabi just helps online entrepreneurs take flight because we all have to do the same thing, right? We have to figure out, okay, how do I build a web page? How do I capture emails and send emails and funnels and uh, newsletters? How do I put content up that's for free, but also content up that's behind a paywall that I can charge money for? How do I build those membership sites? How do I organize my podcast or my blog? How do I accept money and create checkouts and order bumps and one-click upsells? How does all of that actually work? You know, if you're a life coach, how do you actually talk to a client and connect with them and schedule with them and serve them and give them a member's portal area? If you're teaching online courses, how do you actually put up the course and set up automations to sell the course? and to trigger things like an email to go out when they successfully complete one of your modules. Kajabi does all of that. You even get templates that I helped build and I personally wrote to help you write even better emails to your audience. That's at kajabi.com, K-A-J-A-B-I.com. If you wanted the system that most of us in the thought leader or the expert economy really use and we've relied on for years, go to kajabi.com. 